بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم رحمۃ اللہ رسول الکریم اما الحمد للہ جنائٹ از دا سکس آف مارچ ان دا ایئر ٹو تھاؤزنڈ اینڈ ٹوینٹی And on this blessed night, in the authentic hadith, Allah the Almighty and Glorious, He descends as befits His Majesty into the lower realm and He focuses His special attention towards His servants. And also He forgives graciously many millions with the royal pardon. So I thought it would be appropriate to spend a session taking a glimpse into the Divine Mercy. So first of all, in the Qur'an, in Surah 23 verse 118, Allah the Almighty and Glorious, He says, وَأَنْتَ خَيْرُ الرَّحِمِينَ And you, subhanahu wa ta'ala, are the best of all those who show mercy. Subhanallah. وَأَنْتَ خَيْرُ الرَّحِمِينَ And you, subhanahu wa ta'ala, are the best of all those who show mercy. So this verse sums up the divine mercy because there is nobody superior in showing mercy than the Almighty and Glorious. He is خَيْرُ الرَّحِمِينَ The best. So obviously you can't compare to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But by way of example, the most merciful from the creation is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He is rahmatul lil alamin, i.e. the mercy for the entire realms. And if you look at endless examples of his extraordinary mercy, you realize he truly was and is Rahmatul Lil'Alameen. But he is not Khayrul Rahimeen. Khayrul Rahimeen is the Lord of the worlds. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. In another passage, Allah the Almighty and Glorious, he mentions about himself that he is Arhamul Rahimeen. He is the most merciful of those who show mercy. So look at these subtle changes. He is the best of those who show mercy. And He is the most merciful of those who show mercy. So, tonight being the 15th is an aspect of this mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And why is His mercy so expansive? Because how could it not be? When in another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks, In Surah Ali Imran, Surah 3, verse 135, وَمَن يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ And who is there to forgive sins except Allah? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah. وَمَن يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ And who is there to forgive sins except Allah? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So nobody can forgive sins. If you believe that, that's unbelief. Except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if, and only if, 
Allah the Almighty and Glorious is the only one who can forgive sins, then His mercy has to be expansive. And this is why He mentions that in the Quran. Because who is there who can forgive sins except myself? Now what's amazing, if a servant acknowledges this, just admits to that, that statement becomes very beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For instance, in Abu Dawood number 2602, Tirmidhi number 3446, Hassan Sahih, Ahmad in his Musnad number 714, Sahih in Sahih, Sunan Abi Dawood number 2267. Our beloved messenger, he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Your Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala is well pleased with his servant when he says, Forgive me, for verily no one forgives sins except you. He subhanahu wa ta'ala responds, My servant knows that there is no one who forgives sins except me. Subhanallah. So let's look at this. So this is a sahih hadith in Abu Dawud. So what statement greatly pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Forgive me, for verily no one forgives sins except you. So isn't that a common phrase? A very simple common phrase. Even though it's common, how does Allah respond to that? He responds with divine pleasure by saying, My servant knows. He's imbibed this, he's understood that there is no one who forgives sins except I. So think about that. A very simple phrase. Forgive me, for verily no one forgives sins except you. Allah Ta'ala responds in pleasure. And why does he respond with pleasure? Because you've gone to the correct source. How many people turn to the creation? To secure the forgiveness of their sins. Well, where's the time that is? So they get the Christians. What do they do? Because Jesus forgives us. Jesus is a creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How is he going to forgive your sins? You've gone to a place which is unlawful. Another person turns to Krishna. Because he'll forgive the sins. Another person turns to peace up. He goes, I've got a passport to paradise. He goes, why? He goes, Pete's are going to take me to paradise. Who's given him the authority to forgive your sins? So even though it's a simple phrase, it's Tawheed. You've gone to the only one who can forgive sins. And Allah Ta'ala responds, what does he say? My servant knows that there is no one who forgives sins except I. Look at the pleasure that you give to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning you've understood. Now what's interesting about that phrase, it's in many dhikrs. So Sayyid al-Istighfar in Sayyid Bukhari, the Prophet wasallam said that whoever recites this dhikr and dies on the same day or night, he goes straight to paradise. Allahumma anta rabbi la ilaha illa anta khalaqtani wa ana abduka wa ana ala ahdika wa wahdika mastata'atu a'udhivika min shari ma sanat. How does it finish? How does that vicar finish? 
Sayyid al the best way to seek forgiveness, the Prophet said, Sayyid al istighfar. It forgives with that phrase. Faghfilli innahu la yaghfiru dhunuba illa ant. Forgive me, for verily no one forgives sins except you. And how does Allah Ta'ala respond? You said, Sayyid al istighfar. He responds by saying, My servant knows that there is no one who forgives sins except I. And if you die that day, you go to paradise. You've, you've, you've got the divine pleasure. So this phrase you should say regularly. Also, amazing. In Sayyid Bukhari, number 2856, Sayyid Muslim, number 38 to 40. Our beloved messenger said, The right of a servant over Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that he does not punish the one who does not associate partners with him. So this is a very interesting hadith. If a person says, who's got rights over you? Your mother, your father, etc. Right. Have I got rights over anybody? Because are you a father? Yes, you got rights over your children. Are you uh, you're married? Yes, you got rights over your wife. If somebody asks you this strange question, do I have a right over Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? On the face of it, you're thinking, what the heck are you on about, brother? He goes, how can you, a creation, have a right over Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Even though it sounds blasphemous, we do have a right over Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Somebody goes, what right have you got over him, subhanahu wa ta'ala? The Prophet sallallahu said, the right of a servant over Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is what? If you don't commit shirk, you have a right, you can't punish me. <laughs> Where's this recorded? Bukhari and Muslim. So a person goes, what? If I don't commit shirk, what? You can say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's my right. My right over you, subhanahu wa ta'ala, is that you don't punish me. Because I haven't committed shirk. Will Allah ta'ala break any of his rights? So what is this? That is the one thing that secures your salvation. This is why shaitan puts all his energy into you falling into that. Because that is a right that Allah will not violate. Now when, when did he get this? Was this given to all the ummahs? It was given to us. How do we know? In Sayyid Muslim, number 173 and 279, the report mentions three divine gifts were given to Rasulullah during Mihraj. So he was given some extraordinary special gifts on the blessed night journey. The first was the five prayers, the five obligatory prayers. The second are the last verses of Surah Al-Baqarah. And then Ibn Masood then said, And the forgiveness of those who do not commit shirk to his ummah of al of Al-Mukhimat, the serious offenses. So this explains something. This wasn't given to the previous Ummah. So if you were in the Ummah of Isa and you didn't commit shirk, that doesn't mean you're not going to get punished. You understand? You haven't got a right. <coughs> if you were in the Ummah of Musa you didn't commit shirk, you may still get punished. But because of Rasulullah, Allah turned it up a notch. 
He says, for your ummah, this is a gift. If they don't commit shirk, I'll forgive them. <laughs> so now, what's happening? Bole Bali Muslims don't know left from right about their deen. <laughs> Did you know that? Right? You, you know, a person says, we should know this from a child. You know, you should be taught this from childhood. And be honest, when have you heard this? <laughs> Somebody goes, hang on a minute, which, which, which hadith is this? Sayyid Muslim, go and check it. <laughs> So five prayers is a gift. Now look how strange, that's a gift. Do we treat it as a gift? <laughs> Imagine, Allah has given three gifts. Now think about who has come to him. He's the best of hosts. He's the best of those who show mercy. He's the most merciful of those who show mercy. Who's his guest? The one for whom he created everything. Rasulullah. The best of guests. So you got the best of hosts. And you got the best of guests. So what do you think the horse is going to give? After eight minutes, right? So he's given three things. The first is the five friends. Now why is that a gift? We don't need to know. There's something special about the five friends. You could live your whole life not knowing anything about it, but you'll find out on the day of judgment how special it is. The second, the last verses of Bakr, Aman al-Rasul, the last two verses, or the last three verses. These are very special. The Prophet said in Sayyid Bukhari and Muslim, whoever recites the last verses of Baqarah at night, they are sufficient. Why did he not complete the statement? Because this it means it's sufficient for everything, sufficient for all your worldly needs, sufficient for all your next life. Why? It's a gift that Allah has given. What was the third thing that was given as a gift? The forgiveness of those who do not commit shirk. To this ummah of serious offenses. The word is al-mukhimat. So if you commit serious offenses, Allah Ta'ala forgives you still if you don't commit shirk. Now what's interesting about this hadith, when Mu'ad heard this, he goes, Ya Rasulullah, shall I tell the people this? And the Prophet said, no, because they rely upon it. So what's interesting, straight away you get that in your head. I've cracked it. Right? And then he goes, no, you haven't, because you might die with shirk. People, you know, some people, they don't realize that it's easy, you can easily fall into shirk. So let me give you an example of easily falling into shirk. Touch wood. Have you heard of that? That's kufr. Touch wood, why are you touching wood? He goes, oh, this is true. I got some good news and I want to protect it. So how is wood going to protect your, your good news? He goes, oh, it's kufr. Where does it come from? The pagans used to believe that God lives in trees. So they touch wood. They put gifts around the trees. Like you're doing Christmas. <laughs> right? You know, Christmas presents. Father Christmas comes down chimney. That's probably shaitan. Right? So all of this is kufr. Right? So you're doing shirk. Another person. 13. You go 13. I'm looking for some. Is it? Why is 13 unlucky? Because he's unlucky, in it? Right? Another one. Walk under a ladder. <laughs> go, what happens if I walk under a ladder? You're going to destroy yourself. Why is a ladder going How am I going to get... You see a black cat? Right? You're going to see another black cat. It neutralizes it. Who told you that? What's a poor black cat doing? <laughs> Imagine, isn't it? That's the horseshoe. <laughs> you forgot magpies. Magpies, right? You know, all these are... Bakwas, bakwas. That is what, if you go into that, you're doomed. 
But Alhamdulillah, if you ask forgiveness, Allah even forgive shirk. <coughs> Think about that. You know, doom as long as you can breathe. That's why you need to know what shirk is. So this is a gift. Now think about that. Can anybody else have given that gift? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, in Timmadi, number 3540, Ahmad in his Musnad 5-155, Darimi number 2788, Rated Hassan in As-Sahiha number 127. Our beloved messenger, he said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Call upon me, and ask of me as often as you wish, and I shall forgive you what you have done. Wala obali, and I do not mind. Were you to come to me with sins nearly as great as the earth, and were you to face me, ascribing no partner to me, I would bring you forgiveness nearly as great as it. And the hadith finishes with this. So now there's some things in this hadith which people fail to highlight. So first of all, is it authentic? Yes, it's authentic in Tinbudi. It's a hadith you could see. Allah, Allah speaking. The Prophet is using his own words to get the divine message across. So Allah, Allah says, Call upon me and ask of me as often as you wish. I will forgive you. I do not mind. Wala obali. Now that's not normal. You hurt somebody, you ask his forgiveness, he forgives you. You do the same thing the second time. How many people forgive you the second time? They might. You do it third time, don't even bother. He's going to get angry with you, right? Allah Ta'ala, you go, you commit the sin billion times. Allah Ta'ala goes, you keep asking, I don't mind. I'll forgive you. Wala obali. Then what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? He says, If you came to me with sins nearly as great as the earth, without committing shirk, I will bring you forgiveness nearly as great as it. So a person goes, subhanAllah, no, you didn't get it. So a person goes, Allah ta'ala says, You come with sins nearly as great as the earth, and you come to me without committing shirk, I will forgive you. Yes. Did you get it? He goes, I don't get it. Have you asked forgiveness? Have you asked forgiveness? See, you're not listening. No, you haven't. What did Allah Ta'ala say? If you come to me with sins, see, you got to listen. If you come to me with sins nearly as great as the earth and were you to face me without committing shirk, I would bring you forgiveness nearly as great. You haven't asked forgiveness, he's forgiven you. Bole bali musulman, listen. Right? So think about that. You don't commit shirk, you don't need to ask me, I'll forgive you. That's what he's saying. But when I asked your three, you said, you ask forgiveness. He doesn't say you ask forgiveness. You're adding to the hadith. So now what's amazing about this hadith? Allah Ta'ala is telling you two things which are worth more than anything. I don't get tired of forgiveness. Don't you dare think that. That's the first thing he's telling you. You might get tired, but that's shaitan. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, seek forgiveness until shaitan gets tired. 
was interesting. But what does shaitan do? He injects you with it. He goes, you better stop asking forgiveness. You're a right shaitan. Shaitan's calling you shaitan. That's interesting, isn't it? If you listen to him, then you are shaitan. You keep asking forgiveness. But aren't I a hypocrite if I do that? Just keep asking forgiveness. Don't get to fake. Right? And he goes, okay then. Ya Allah, forgive me. Keep asking it. Then I'll never get tired of that. But of course, you should try to stop sinning. That's obvious. So that's number one. Number two, you don't commit shirk. Allah Ta'ala forgives you without asking. Has anybody told you that? You know, Bali, Bali, Muslim, talking about everything under the sun except the most important things. So on this night, this is why I'm discussing it on this night, this is the night of divine mercy. His special attention is focused on you. This is the night where he descends to the lower realm. This is the night he gives more people than the hairs and the sheep of Banu Kalb. Why is he doing that? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because he's Khairul Rahimin. He's the best of those who show mercy. He's the most merciful of those who show mercy. Then a guy goes, Can you elaborate a bit? I'm trying to elaborate. And if you go through, you're thinking, Nobody's like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why shirk is unforgivable. You know, when people start saying, Your God is so great. He forgives everything. Why doesn't he forgive shirk? The answer is in the question, brother. <laughs> then he goes, I don't understand what he means. He forgives everything. Why doesn't he forgive shirk? The answer is in the question. <laughs> right? Shirk is that point where Allah Ta'ala goes, I'm not going to forgive you. You've done something now which is horrendous. If you understood what you're doing. And it's true. That's why shirk is the gravest crime. No matter what you think of the other sins. Also, if I was to ask you, who shows you the most mercy amongst the creation? You would say, your mother. Mashallah. Who else from the creation shows you most mercy? You say, your father. Mashallah. Okay. Who else? Because the righteous, the awliya. Mashallah. Now, this is another interesting thing we need to reflect upon. In Imam Malik's Muwatta, number 1775, Ahmad in his Musnad 6-357, the companions, they would say this often to Rasulullah. They would say often to him, that Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger, are more merciful to us than we are to our own selves. So what were they saying to the Prophet This was common. They would say often to him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger are more merciful to us than we are even to our own selves. So a person goes, did you get that? And he goes, please explain. How many times do you get this thought? I've blown it. <coughs> All the time. There's no hope for me. Yeah, get that quite often. What's the response to that? Who gives the monkeys to that? And he goes, What do you mean? Who gives the monkeys to that? He goes, You know, if you knew my sins, yeah, but what did you just say? I've blown it. So you, according to your standard of mercy, you think that you've crossed that point. Yeah, who gives the monkeys? The guy doesn't get it. He goes, if you were judging yourself, yeah, you've blown it. But you don't judge yourself. Then he goes, hang on a minute, what? What did the Sahaba say to the Prophet? 
Allah Ta'ala and His Messenger are more merciful to us than ourselves. Why were they saying that to Rasulullah? They're saying, we've blown it, but we've got a Lord who denies that. He goes, no, you never think that. Come back to me, I'll forgive you. In fact, don't commit shirk. You don't even need to ask, I'll forgive you. But what's touching? Rasulullah is more merciful than yourself. Look how touching that is. How merciful are you to your own self? Somebody goes, well, you know, I like to get everything under the sun for myself. Creature comforts. Why? Because you love yourself, don't you? Yeah. And he goes, who loves you more than yourself? Rasulullah. He's more, and the Sahaba would say, now why would they say that to the Prophet? Because they knew that this would please the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And you hear it in hadiths every now and again. Allah Ta'ala and His Messenger are more merciful to us than ourselves. Why? Because He is the best of those who show mercy. He is the most merciful. Now another trait of the human being. Hafiz Zahbi in his seer, Maymun ibn Mahran, Rahmatullah he said, People humiliate, they do not forgive. Allah Ta'ala forgives, He does not humiliate. Think of the people who've harmed you, who've done harm to you. Is it in your nature to forgive? Or is it in your nature to retaliate? Because I want justice. I want my, you know, my hug. There's no problem. That's allowed. Quran mentions you're allowed to do that. So people, what's their nature? Their nature is to humiliate and they're very hard to forgive. Allah, the last complete opposite. He does not humiliate. Why? Where's the proof? How many sins have you committed in private? Has he humiliated you? Somebody goes to you. That's true. He doesn't let because he doesn't humiliate. He's a satar. He is the concealer. That's one of his names. He loves that. And does he want to punish? Or does he want to forgive? He wants to forgive. But we need to know. You don't even know who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. You don't have PhD in Akita. You know, do you know who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is? Because, yeah, no, he's above the Arish. MashaAllah, that what you learned. <laughs> Hassan al-Basri, what did he say? Rahmatullah. This is in Scattered Pearls, volume 4, page 58 to 9 of the English translation. Hassan al-Basri, he once overheard a woman. <laughs> and this woman was complaining to her husband. So the wife was grieving. And she said to her husband, and Hassan al-Basri is listening. I suffered hardships for your sake. I suffered starvation for your sake. I wore simple clothes for your sake. However, if you now want to marry another woman, I can never bear this and we will separate. Hassan al-Basri, he stopped in his tracks. He said, Subhanallah, a washerwoman has told me Tawheed. <laughs> a washerwoman has told me Tawheed. Somebody goes, hang on, what? <laughs> so he's walking past. He hears a woman grieving to her husband. And what did she say? He goes, I've put up with all sorts from you, like we say in today's day and age. He goes, I've done, I've suffered so much, but I put up with it. But now you are wanting to marry another woman because that's it. You do that. I can't take that. Hassan al-Basri goes, Subhanallah, Tawheed. 
Now, what did he mean by that? What he meant by that was Allah Ta'ala. <laughs> he does eat, you know, he, he doesn't suffer because obviously he's, you know, he's the, he is As-Samad. But he tolerates. You do everything under the sun, he tolerates it. But if you commit shirk, I will not tolerate that. And look what Hassan al-Basri goes, Subhanallah. He goes, a washerwoman told me to eat. So notice how the righteous would reflect upon these realities. <laughs> and to finish, Sufyan ibn Uyayna rahmatullah in Behaki in his Shu'abbal Iman 4-123 he said, Were it not that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala covers my sins, I would never sit with anyone. Subhanallah. Were it not that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala covers my sins, I would never sit with anyone. The fact that we're all sitting here together, why? Why are you sitting comfortably with each other? Because who's hiding your sins? If I knew Hamza's sins, would he come out of his house? Would he show his face to me? So who does Hamza have to thank? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If I knew of you knew my sins, would I be sitting here talking about the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You must be kidding me. I'd be embarrassed to show my face. So what did Sufyan ibn Uyayna said? He goes, the fact that you sit and mix is because of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because otherwise, how would you even leave your house? Because you should be utterly destitute in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why in Behaki, in Ishu Abdul Iman, number 6774, our beloved messenger said, when a person feels embarrassed about an act or sin he has committed, this by itself is sufficient to secure the forgiveness of his sin. <laughs> you committed a sin and you think, that is enough to secure forgiveness. Allah Ta'ala just making excuses because he doesn't need to ask. He's feeling embarrassed after giving him. So note, the mercy of Allah the Almighty is awesome. And that's an understatement. You can't even articulate his mercy. But why has he mentioned this? Because he knows you better than yourself. He loves you better than yourself. He's made it such that you can't not but get forgiven if you think about it. But what does shaitan do? He's striving. And he's striving is to get you into shirk because he knows that is the point Allah will not tolerate. Everything else is it's a lead up to that. It's a lead up, right? And that's why you have to keep asking Allah's forgiveness. So on this night, on which Allah the Almighty and Glorious is focusing his blessed attention, and on this night in which he has descended to the lowest uh, realm, on this night in which he forgives many millions by his great kindness and mercy, we also humbly ask our loving Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala to enlist us amongst that fortunate group. Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. Verily, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is al-af, he, he forgives and He never brings it back to attention. You love to forgive and forget and we ask al-af to forgive and forget our many sins. So all I mentioned on this blessed night was a glimpse into the divine mercy. And note 
the mercy is truly immense. And this night is part of that divine mercy, you know, Allah such is the kindness of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Are there any questions you'd like to ask? Subhanallah, we have these one of Allahumma, we have the country. 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 We